Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Build With Beck, your health and fitness podcast. I'm looking forward to this episode because it's going to be short and sweet. We're keeping it to the point. I know we all love a quick little list. So this week's episode is going to cover five things you can do today to level up your health and fitness journey. And I'm telling you, these things are going to seem simple because you're able to do them literally today. But I am telling you, these five things are pieces of advice that I share with all of my clients. They are truly steps that if taken every single day, if taken consistently, will change your life. They will directly impact your health and fitness journey if you start them now and you do them as consistently as possible. So let's get started. Number one, schedule a daily walk. I would ideally love for this daily walk to be at the same time every day for the sole purpose that you are more likely to do it if you build it into your schedule consistently. But I don't care when you go for a walk. Just go for a walk. Too many people sit all day long. And it's not necessarily our fault. Many of us work sedentary jobs. But generally speaking, many of us sleep for eight hours. We wake up. We get started with our day. We go to work. We sit from nine to five, maybe a short little break, a couple steps around the office. We come home, cook some dinner maybe, sit down to eat, and then many of us just sit down on the couch, wind down for the night, and then guess what? We go lay down for eight hours, we wake up, and the cycle repeats. Even if you're executing like five quality workouts a week, that's only like five hours of activity between the 150 plus other hours that you spend sedentary. Walking is great for your health, not just in terms of your physique, but it's also great for your cardiovascular system. Walking is great for your mental health, but also walking is really, really great for your physique goals. Getting up, getting moving, it's not going to hurt you. Number one, and this is number one on the list for a reason, you know, number one, plan time for a daily walk. Many of my clients are encouraged to incorporate this into their schedule as a morning walk, mostly because number one, if you start your day feeling productive and active, you are more likely to continue the day in that manner. Number two, you're more likely to be able to have a consistent wake window in the morning than to have like a consistent 30 minute gap in the middle of the afternoon. So for consistency's sake, the general person is able to incorporate something in their morning routine. Number three, research shows that there's actually a unique benefit to getting morning movement and morning sun exposure within two hours of waking. And these benefits are actually unique to getting exercise and getting sun exposure early in the morning. So you reap extra benefits if you go in the morning, but also just for consistency's sake. If you have a well-established morning routine that you stick to, it's going to be easier to incorporate consistently. So encouragement number one is find time for a daily walk. Maybe you can't go for a morning walk realistically. That doesn't mean you shouldn't walk at all. Find time in your schedule where you can walk for at least 10 minutes. I promise no matter who you are, no matter what your job is, you have 10 minutes in the day. If you truly don't think you have 10 minutes in the day, number one, I think you need to work on your time management skills because I don't believe you. But number two, if you're like, no, Becca, literally you don't know my job. I don't have 10 minutes. I want you to check the show notes my email is there. I want you to literally send me your schedule because I will make it my life's mission to find a way that we can work a walk into your schedule. If you're truly that busy, I believe you. Let me see the schedule and I will help. But for many of us, like I have literally not met someone who doesn't have time to work in a 10 minute walk during the day. Find time where you will go for a walk 
every single day. You owe yourself 10 minutes of movement, okay? So schedule a daily walk. That's one of the top five things you can do to promote your health and fitness that you can start today. I would encourage that you go for longer than 10 minutes, but 10 minutes is the absolute minimum. For me, and this might sound like unrealistic for many of you, and it might be because I do work from home, but I go for a 30-minute walk every single morning, basically every morning. This is not something I've always done. This is not something that I've just been doing for my entire life. In fact, I started incorporating morning walks relatively recently, and I made it a commitment to myself because I knew I am in a better mood, I'm in a better headspace, not only when I wake up and do something for myself, but when I'm outside, when I'm moving, when I get sun exposure on my skin, when I have a few minutes of quiet before the busyness of the day. After disciplining myself, making myself get up and go for these walks against my normal routine, I realized how good it made me feel and it has become a non-negotiable part of my day. So when I say, oh, I walk for 30 minutes every morning, that is not to toot my own horn. It's to show you that took time and effort to work into my routine. And now it is something that like you have to really pry my morning walks out of my hands because it is such a like peaceful kind of centering moment for me at the start of my day. And so I'm telling you, it might feel unnatural now to incorporate something like that into your day, but you will not regret it. So point number one is to schedule a daily walk for yourself. Number two, think about your meals in advance. Notice I'm not saying you have to meal prep. Notice I'm not saying you have to buy fancy supplements. Notice I'm not saying you have to eat the exact same meals all the time. I am saying that something that is so valuable and underrated in a health and fitness journey is thinking ahead, thinking in advance of what you're going to eat, what groceries you might need. This can be done as thoroughly or as lax as you want it to be. Obviously, the more thorough you are with thinking of your meals, likely the more adherent you'll be to those meals. But if you just want to generally think about what types of dinners you need to make to support your goals, what types of breakfast make the most sense for you, you will already be a step ahead of many more people. Keep in mind, we rarely, rarely hit our goals on accident, and we never hit our goals on accident consistently. It's going to take intentional effort if you want to make change. And one of the best ways that you can make an intentional effort is to think ahead, Stop taking the day and living the day as it comes. Instead, get on top of your schedule. Think of what you have going on and plan accordingly. This might look like understanding with your schedule, you need to bring a lunch every day to work. Maybe you always resort to break room food. Maybe your office brings in pizza or you go out to eat with coworkers. Maybe the best thing you can do is at the start of each week, plan what you want to bring to the office for lunch and pack those lunches the night before. For uh, some of my other clients who have to be out the door at like six in the morning for work, they don't exactly have time to prepare this super healthy, balanced breakfast. But instead of last minute driving through and getting a breakfast sandwich on the road, we can prep some things in advance that they can eat in the car, that they can take with them, whether it be like, for example, I had a teacher client who had to be at the school super, super early. So what she would do is she would make little like smoothie packs. She would throw in a blender cup the night before. It would have frozen fruit, frozen veggies, some almond milk, what have you, protein powder, Greek yogurt. And then the morning of, she would blend it and then head out the door. It took her literally five minutes at the most to blend this smoothie and get out the door. But then she had a very nutrient-dense, high-protein breakfast that she could sip on while she's on the road. 
Another example, I've had a client who would make these high protein like breakfast burrito type meals um, and she would prep these burritos and keep them in her freezer. All she needed to do when she was getting ready is throw one in the air fryer for a couple minutes while she finished getting her things together and she had a hot breakfast burrito ready to go that she had packed. Another example could be overnight oats. The options are honestly endless. You could do Greek yogurt bowls that you keep in the refrigerator. The point is, none of this is going to be easy if you just live moment by moment. Taking five or ten minutes to think ahead the night before could make or break the success that you start your day out with for breakfast. Or maybe you're good with breakfast and lunch, but you realize that by the time you get home from work, every single evening you're just wiped and you end up resorting to picking up that fast food, ordering takeout, throwing that frozen pizza in the oven. Okay, well, it sounds like you might benefit from a healthy crock pot meal, right? That you can leave in the slow cooker all day. You'll see how the solutions here are obviously going to be based on the individual. And this is where coaching can help and come into play a bit. But the point is, we can all think ahead based on your own circumstances. You can identify what needs you have and you can fill those needs if you're thinking in advance. Tip number three, this one might seem small, but I promise it's just as important as the others. I want the first thing that you consume every single day to be a full glass of water, ideally more. If you could have 20 ounces of water down the hatch before you have food, before you have caffeine, before you do anything, you will be starting your day out on an amazing foot. Think about sleeping overnight. Your body is doing nothing but dehydrating all night long, okay? You've gone about like eight or nine hours with absolutely zero fluid entering your body. You wake up, you're feeling kind of groggy, you're feeling kind of drowsy, your body needs hydration. Drink some water. No, don't grab the juice. No, don't grab the iced coffee. Real water, first thing in the morning. Fill up your water, keep it on your bedside table, Whatever that looks like for you, keep that water accessible. I want water to be the first thing in your body every single day. It's amazing how much better we feel when we're hydrated. And what's crazy is many people don't even realize how dehydrated they are until they start hydrating. Water, first thing, 20 ounces. Don't argue with me here. It's important. Number four, this is probably going to be the least glamorous, least fun, most boring fun sucker request of mine. I don't care. This is something I'm very passionate about. And if you're a client of mine, you're probably like, I already know it's coming. Set a screen time cutoff time for yourself. No more screen time in bed. Put your phone away. Stop scrolling in bed. Listen, I'll be honest here, my guilty pleasure in life is watching TV as I fall asleep. I think it's because I never had a TV in my room growing up, like ever. First time I had a TV in my room, I was, I guess my sophomore year of college, I had like a little TV in my room and like my mind was blown. I was like, oh my gosh, literally falling asleep with a movie on is the most fun thing in the entire world. And I still believe it to be true. But I also know that it is not great for your sleep quality. It's not great just overall. So I'm not saying you can't ever do it. If I'm like having a treat yourself night, I'll put on the TV as I fall asleep. But (laughs) I digress. Okay, now I'm talking about watching TV as you fall asleep. Have a screen time cutoff time. Stop scrolling on Instagram. Stop scrolling on TikTok. The blue light is blocking your body's release of melatonin. Your body is literally not registering that it's tired because you're just intaking this blue light. Not only that, but you're entertaining yourself, right? And I know so often it's like the chicken or the egg. Am I scrolling on TikTok and Instagram because I'm not tired? Or am I not tired because I'm scrolling on TikTok and Instagram? I am of the camp that believes you're not tired because you're scrolling on TikTok and Instagram. 
put the phone down, give yourself a screen time cutoff time, like literally treat yourself like a child. Give yourself a time where you're like, no more phone after this time. It's a healthy boundary, okay? That's coming from me. I have a lot of work on my phone. And if I can put my phone down, I know you can put your phone down. But you can also replace the habit of scrolling in bed with some other fun things like reading. Who doesn't want to read more, right? Pick up a good fiction book, put your phone away, unplug from the world. Nothing important is happening after 9 p.m. on Instagram. Put it down. You'll thank me later. Something else that I want you to notice. Rarely in any of my podcast episodes and any of my advice, whether you're a client or we're just talking about health and fitness, if you have a habit or a pattern that you're wanting to break, my advice is rarely just to break that pattern or quit that habit. Usually something that's more useful and more effective for people to do is to replace an undesired behavior with a desired behavior. Replace the screen time with something else. Don't just put your phone down and then expect your mind to just shut off and go to sleep immediately. You might still be the type that needs something to wind down, to quit thinking about work, quit thinking about stress, quit thinking about X, Y, and Z. I know I'm that way. If I don't do something to wind down and take my focus away from the day, I will literally sit there and think myself into oblivion for hours and hours. I'll think about that client message I want to get back to. I'll think about this thing for work that I need to do. I'll think about this, whatever kind of thing I want to put together. So for me, reading is a really, really helpful outlet because it's completely unrelated to anything else I've got going on during the day. If you're reading a fiction book, it's also really nice because it's like this unrelated storyline that like you only visit at night when you're about to go to bed and it's nice to kind of like pick that back up and put it down and then the next night you wake up or you you know you get back in bed and you're like oh okay yay I get to continue my story so I know I'm kind of rambling here but I'm telling you if you find that you wake up tired it's not just because you're waking up too early usually the best way to tackle um, you know effective sleep and sleeping well is to make sure that you're not on your phone late at night Two other things here, and then we'll move on to point number five. Number one, I am a fan of just having very strict, objective like rules for yourself. So for example, in the context of screen time in bed, we know how tricky it can be to like be on Instagram scrolling and tell yourself, okay, I'm just going to watch one more TikTok or one more reel, and then I'll put my phone away. That's really difficult to do. Instead, I would encourage you to say just no phone in bed at all. Once you get in bed, you are not on your phone anymore. But I also know that that's not really fun for a lot of people. And some people might say, well, I get in bed so early or whatever. Okay, that's fine. Number one, I would say just don't get on your phone in bed at all. Give yourself that harsh boundary so that you you follow it, you know, a very objective measure. But number two, if you don't like that, a general rule of thumb is to take the time that you want to be asleep. Let's say you want to be asleep by 10 o'clock. And give yourself 30 minutes of no screen time before when you hope to be asleep. So if you hope to be asleep at 10 o'clock, no phone after 930. 30 minutes will give your body time to like wind down. You get that melatonin going. You're getting sleepy. And then you can fall asleep. So give yourself either that really harsh cutoff of like no screen time at all once I'm in bed. You know, pick up the book, whatever, journal. I don't care what you do. Or number two, if you're like, no, Becca, I literally have to be on my phone for a little while when I get in bed, just give yourself 30 minutes. Okay, that's all I ask. And tip number five, follow, and this one's kind of different, but unfollow stupid Instagram accounts that you see or maybe TikTok accounts that you know don't make you feel good about either your fitness journey, they don't make you feel good about your pursuit of health and fitness goals, 
Or maybe you just know, okay, this account has like a ton of misinformation. This account photoshops themselves. This account does this, that, and the other. Unfollow Instagram accounts that are tearing you down and follow high quality, informational, educational, inspirational Instagram accounts. This is something I did when I literally was just fed up with myself and my fitness journey. And I was like, I'm tired of scrolling Instagram and seeing girls that like, I followed because I thought, oh, if I see their pictures enough, like I'll be motivated and I will look like them. Like I just was following too many accounts that I knew weren't helping me in any way. And I wasn't following like actual educational accounts. And so one of the first things that I did, and you'll see me kind of explain this a little bit if you scroll way back on my Instagram and you find my like fitness coming out post of like sharing my fitness journey at that point. It's way, way, way back Um, when I turned my Instagram from like my private friends only account to like public and then announced that I was coaching. But anywho, I shared that that's something I did at the start of my fitness journey. I unfollowed stupid accounts that didn't know anything and they were just focused on like posting like pictures of their bodies. And I started following educational fitness related content. So I'm going to tag a couple of accounts in the show notes that you can follow that I recommend, but these are people who have really, really healthy relationships with fitness. I love the way that they teach, but they also are focused on teaching things that I really, really value accounts that I think everyone should follow. So definitely check those out in the show notes. Um, I recommend them. I follow all of these people. So definitely give those a follow and let me know what you think. But we've now come to the end of the episode. I know this probably wasn't the most sciencey, informative, like enlightening episode in the world. But I'm telling you, if more people did these five things, we would see more healthy people in the world. So little spark notes for you. The five things that you can do today to improve your health and fitness, to get you closer and closer to your end goals, if done consistently, is number one, schedule that daily walk. Doesn't matter when it is. Even if you just set a goal for like X minutes per day of walking, great, do it. Number two, think about your meals in advance. Number three, drink water first thing in the morning. Number four, put your phone down when you get in bed and cut off your screen time. And number five, follow high quality, informative, educational, and inspirational Instagram accounts because what you feed your mind really, really does matter. It does play into your self-talk. It does play into the story that you tell yourself about yourself and about fitness It's super important to follow accounts that make you feel uplifted, encouraged, inspired, so on and so forth. So that's all we have time for today. I hope that this episode is helpful for you. I hope that you take these practices and put them into play in your life and let me know how they work for you. Again, you can always find my contact information in the show notes, but that's all we have time for today. So thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.